Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, everyone. Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is Brandon Allen. And since we're into a new year here, happy new year, everyone. Welcome to 2019. And if you're like a lot of people and you're listening to a podcast that's personal development in nature, so I'm going to assume that because you're listening to this, that you're interested in growth and development. And you may have some resolutions, some goals for 2019, things that you're trying to achieve and things that you're trying to do. And I I read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, uh, great book, by the way, on habits. And, you know, he had a quote in there that I think uh, it just is so powerful in terms of if you want to change who you are, change what you do. And one of the things that we can change is how we start our day. And I'm going to talk to you today about a power hour. And this was a, this was inspired by a friend of mine. He was asking me some questions uh, on Facebook about um, power hour. And I said I would respond. So this is how I'm responding. Um, Apparently I can't do it like normal people and just, send a message. So I thought this is a great podcast topic because I haven't talked about power hours in a little bit. And I think it's a great message to revisit and just think about your own morning routine. Now, as I talk about this, one of the things that I'm not going to tell you is that if you don't do a power hour, you're a loser. I'm not going to tell you that if you do a power hour that you're going to be uh, ridiculously wealthy or uh, everything that you ever hoped and dreamed for is going to come true or that at some point in time, someone's going to gift you a magical unicorn. None of those things uh, will necessarily happen, although some of those things could happen. And if you got a unicorn, if you would please let me know, I think that would be really awesome. So with that being said, let's jump into a little bit about about the Power Hour. And, and the Power Hour for me is about, it's about creating space for me. I think this is a great opportunity for me to really create space and time for me, and if you're like, uh, if you're like me, you may have kids, you may have uh, demands from a career or a job, and you've got other things that you're available, you know, uh, responsible to outside of that. Maybe it's church obligations, maybe it's uh, sporting teams that you're a part of, or or hobby groups that you hang out with, or whatever it is, right? Wine clubs, you name it, right? There's a lot of different things that uh, you may be interested from hobbies to uh, social organizations, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things that tug at our time, and, and everyone's asking for our time, and the reality is, is that no one cares about your time. They only care about their time. They only care about the things that they're trying to achieve. And so knowing that, I've got to be prepared. And the way that I prepare myself is to understand no one is going to fight for my time like me. No one's going to care about my time like me. No one's going to fight for my time like me. I've got to be responsible and fight for my time. So the power hour is an opportunity for you to fight for your time. The power hour is something that I do first thing in the morning. People have asked me, Brandon, can you do it at lunchtime? Can you do it in the evening? I'm not a morning person. Listen, if it works for you, it works for you. As I go through this, I'm going to kind of talk about some building blocks and and, and help you kind of work through this. But I'm not going to tell you that, hey, this is the formula, like you do it this way. You've got to decide what works for you. But I know this for myself. I like to start first thing in the morning 
because I like to create that space for myself. And that space for me is an opportunity for expansion. And this is something that I didn't always do. This was introduced to me by a good friend of mine, Garrett Gunderson. I went to college with him. Uh, Garrett and I collaborate still in a working relationship today. And then he had a, a gentleman by the name of Steve Denunzio that they had done uh, they had done a, a series of speaking engagements. And this is where I first heard it. I actually was in town uh, in, in Utah. I was living in Colorado at the time. I drove up north to Layton, Utah, and they had an event that they were doing up there, Garrett and Steve, and they were talking about, the the event was called the Prosperity Paradigm, and they talked about uh, the Power Hour. This is the first time I'd heard this concept, and you know, up to that point, I was very notorious for being maybe not the best morning person, maybe not the best organized person in terms of how I started my day. In fact, in college, I was so bad at this, I remember a woman called me on my birthday, and it was before noon on a Saturday. In fact, it was about 7 a.m., which at the time seemed really aggressive and oppressive at the same time. And and I remember I answered the phone, and this woman said, happy birthday. And I said, okay. And she said, well, I was just calling you because it's your birthday. And I was like, I know. And I was a total jerk to her. Luckily, like she still talks to me today. Um, but... Uh, I was a total jerk to this person because they called me on a Saturday before noon. That just gives you a little bit of context and history of where I'm coming from as I'm about to share with you some things that might seem like a complete radical 180 from the person that I was 20 years ago. And so in, in that, you know, as, as I as I think about my own journey here, when, when this concept of power hour was first introduced to me, I realized like I really didn't have a morning routine. I kind of got up and, and the day just kind of happened. I mean, it just really happened. I roll out of bed and I gave myself enough time to eat, get ready. Um, you know, and, and at the time I had a couple of kids, they were really little. Um, and, and so a lot of that responsibility, you know, tended to be more on my wife than me. Um, you know, because she was home with them. And so, I, I mean, I really wasn't intentional with that. And, I, you know, I started to kind of play around with this concept and, you know, what would it look like to get up and, and really plan out some activity, you know, some physical activity for exercise, some activity for spiritual disciplines that are important to me, mental, uh, you know, activity, things like that to really do that. And I and I started doing this when I was in the corporate world uh, towards the end of my corporate career, and it, it really made a difference for me. And I ended up coming and, uh, back to Utah and working with Garrett, and I really embraced the Power Hour full steam uh, at that time. And, and for me, it's just really created a world of difference in terms of my ability to be creative, my ability to build upon my thoughts and ideas and my skills. And when I think about the power hour, I think about one of the primary goals for a power hour, just like anytime we put growth into ourselves, whether that be if you're coaching or going to a seminar, reading a book, uh, hanging out in a mastermind, having a productive conversation with a mentor, it's all about expansion. And the power hour is an expansion tool. How do I expand my awareness? How do I sp- expand my horizons? How do I expand my capabilities? And so I like to take time in the morning for expansion. That's the time that I have set aside to do this. And there's a lot of challenges that get in the way of that. Like, since uh, I started doing a power hour, I had two more kids because uh, that's what you do in Utah, right? When in Rome, you do as the Romans do. And so now I have four kids, all girls. And one of the challenges as a parent is getting up before your children. Because especially when your children are young, children tend to like to get up a little earlier. And I had to really 
talk with my kids and train them through this process of like, hey, this is dad's time and, you know, stay in your room till this time, you know, and I really tried to work with my kids on giving me that space. Today, I will get up frequently between 4.30 and 5.30, depending on what I'm doing. And again, as I say this, like people are going to get hung up on like a 4.30, that sounds terrible. Um, And it's true. Right, uh, 4.30, sometimes the alarm goes off. I feel like my eyes are bleeding. Um, it doesn't feel good. Other times, it's okay. But uh, I take that time when I get up at 4.30, I go to the gym. Uh, I, I, I have a 5 a.m. I booked a 5 a.m. class at Orange Theory Fitness. Um, the 5 a.m. class, I know I can get back, get my kids up, get them ready and all that stuff. And so on those days, I know that, that fitness is going to be the primary activity of my power hour. But I have that time before anyone else gets up because that's time for me, time to think, time to pray, time to gratitude, whatever it is, and I'll kind of get into some of the building blocks there, but um, this is an opportunity for uh, expansion for me, and I'm very diligent about making sure that I get up before other people do in the house. Um, It's important to me, and I try to do this every single day. Now, I don't get up, I don't necessarily get up at 5.30 on a Saturday or a Sunday. I might sleep in a little bit. I might sleep in until 6 or 6.30, depending on what I did the night before, maybe even 7, 7.30. just depends on what I'm doing that morning, too, but, you know, think about how you want to start your day. And the reason why I don't do like a power hour at lunch or whatever is once the day gets going, I don't know if you're like me and I'm, I'm telling you, I had a day yesterday, man. I just felt like, I felt like ice cube yesterday. I mean, you know, there was no barking from the dog. There was no smog. My wife cooked the breakfast with an abundant amount of hog. Okay. Now ice cube, he's not a hog eater, but I am. And I mean, it was just a good day, right? I mean, um, I felt like if I played basketball, I would have messed around and got a triple double. I mean, it was, it was just a really good day. And I felt like it really stemmed from just having a really solid power hour, uh, yesterday. And it really rolled into kind of having a peace of mind and a frame of peace where, I drove the kids to school and just really serenity. I had a commute to the office that was just very peaceful. I actually stopped and had breakfast on the way to the office and sat down and had some coffee, ate my breakfast. Um, It just, the day really seemed to move really smoothly yesterday. And I think the power hour was really a, a big part of that. And so when I get into like the middle of the day at lunch or the end of the day, a lot of times, man, I'm just... I'm spent or my wheels are turning because of the things that are going on throughout that day. I find it hard to get into a very calm space in that process. Now, for you, that may not be an issue. And so if it's if, if, if a lunchtime power hour or an evening power hour works for you, great. I mean, do that. For me personally, I just can't do it. So I like to start that at the very beginning of the day to really have that uh, opportunity for me to, to have that space created. And so there's some building blocks. Like, what do we do during a power hour? Like, how's it structured? And and I don't have, like, a super formal structure where I'm like, you know, 10 after I do this, and then for 10 minutes I do this. And, you know, every day kind of varies. And so I've got kind of a uh, – I'll just kind of walk you through kind of a rough routine of kind of how this looks. On a Sunday, Sunday's a gym day. So I'm typically going to the gym. I might get I, I might get up a little bit earlier before I go to the gym and do some reading. Um, I, I typically like to do a, a, a reading plan where I read through the entire Bible in a year. And so I kind of go through and I make sure I do my Bible reading plan. Uh, you know, and, and those are kind of daily disciplines. Like the daily, the, the Bible 
reading plan. That's kind of a daily discipline. That's something I do every single day. Um, working out at the gym, I might I do that on Sundays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Those are the days I go to the gym. When I was training for a marathon, I would do Saturday runs. Um, but you know, that's that's kind of you know from a, a workout standpoint, that's what I would do: prayer, meditation, things like that. I would interchange those things on a day to day basis. One day meditation, one day prayer. I may write in my journal. And what I've what I've tried to incorporate this year, this is kind of a newer thing, is four to five days a week of just a few minutes, literally five minutes writing in my journal, writing thoughts, sketching ideas, talking about podcast ideas, uh, whatever it is, right? Just spending a few minutes writing. I, I've noticed that when I'm writing a lot, I'm more creative, the juices kind of flow a little bit more, and so I'm trying to get back into a habit of writing, because I kind of got out of that. In fact, I got out of a, uh, I remember my wife had asked me like three weeks ago, she was like, hey, uh, you know, when was the last time you meditated? And I'm like, gosh, man, it's been like three months. Like, I hadn't meditated for three months. So I'm sharing this with you because I don't do these things all the time. I, you know, I, I'm not always as consistent as I want to be, but I try to incorporate prayer or meditation on an every other day basis. Some things uh, happen more frequently than others. I'm pretty consistent about the gym. I'm pretty consistent about Bible reading. There's certain things that I've just created a pretty solid habit and other things I'm still kind of working on creating that. But uh, gratitude journaling, I also like to, that might be a time too with gratitude journaling where I'll send thank you cards. So I like to use a program called Send Out Cards. I'll make a card. Uh, some of you listening has, have probably gotten a made card from me. Sometimes I'll include like a photo of of like a time we spent together or whatever, you know, like a little thank you note. Like if someone had me go out and do an on-site training or someone sent me a gift or someone came to a workshop, you know, whatever that is, you know, I'll try to capture that moment and and then, you know, put a little card together for it um, and do that. But, you know, uh, reading obviously is a big part of that and, and planning is a part of that. So planning my week, planning my day, planning my personal life, planning dates, planning uh, gift giving, like any of those kinds of things, just taking time to plan. And I don't do planning every day. That's not an everyday activity. Reading, not an everyday activity. I know for some people, they read every single day. Um, You may find me reading in the evening. I may do that uh, not as a power hour activity, but just as kind of a, a evening entertainment type of a thing. But those are some of the building blocks that I like to do, just some of the what I call headspace creators, you know, things that allow me to have headspace, you know, exercise, I think allows me to really get into a good headspace zone, writing, reading, gratitude, planning, prayer, meditation. These are all great building blocks to do during your power hour. How you structure that is really up to you. What's important to you? You know, I just told you I read from the Bible every single day, but you know what? Uh, some of you guys listening uh, may not care at all about the Bible. You know, you, you may not even use the Bible as a frame of reference, right? For for whatever reasons that you have, and that's fine with me, right? Some people have, you know, other spiritual books, things like that, that they enjoy, that they uh, dive into to or they subscribe to, man, by all means, do what works for you and and do it how you want to set it up. But that's kind of how I set the tone. And and those are some of the building blocks I use to make sure that I I put myself in a good frame of reference and and really do that. And so for me, you know, I've got some kind of keys to success. So people ask me this. I mean, number one, for me, morning works best. I set the tone to take time for me and to invest in... uh, the types of things that I know are going to fill me up, right? And and so I want to make sure that I do that because when I'm the best that I can be for myself, 
then I'm the best that I can be for other people. And I'm sure you're like me. You've had times where you're not investing it yourself in a high level and you just show up garbage for a lot of different people. And, and that's tough. So, um, as you start a power hour, don't be afraid to start small. Like I say power hour, but maybe it's 15 minutes. Maybe you start with a 15 minute, just get up. Maybe you meditate. Maybe you read for 15 minutes. Maybe you, uh, maybe you do 15 minute abs or because you're efficient, maybe there's like a six minute abs. You do that. Then you read, I don't know. Right. But 15 minutes start small. Like a lot of times it just kind of helps to create the space and create the habit. Then you can expand, upon that habit once you kind of get into the space but what happens when we this is why and I'm going to talk about this a ton uh in an, in the next podcast people you know this time of year they have these grandiose plans of huge change and sweeping like I'm just going to be a completely new person and you know what that's awesome and that's why you're going to fail because no one makes that kind of change and you don't have to make that kind of change to markedly improve areas of your life it's small things that make a big difference and i i'm a big believer in 15 minutes uh that's how i started 15 minutes well you know that then then it's 20 maybe it's 30 then it's 45 then it's an hour for some people they have like a two maybe a three hour morning routine you know depending on what what stage of life they're in and what they have going on there but don't be afraid to start small you don't have to go right out out at an hour and and be that aggressive with it but create a space for doing this too i'm a big believer in having a power hour space you know a, a space that i go that you know i've already got things set up there i'm already prepared and and i'm ready to go you know what is the space Hopefully you have a space in your home, and I know I have friends that live in, um, you know, really luxurious apartments in New York and different things where they've got like 500 square feet of living space and 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 a roommate, and they're trying to navigate that. I get it, but look for a, a you know an area or a place that where you can have a space, and and maybe you know if if your house isn't a great space for that, you know when it gets warmer you can go outside. Whatever you need to do there, but create space for doing that. Don't sit in a cluttered room with all this stuff that you haven't done that's going to make you feel bad about what you're not accomplishing or getting done. And then, you know, predetermine what you're going to do in the morning. Don't wake up in the morning and then be like, okay, this is the power hour. Now what do I do? Um, You know, have an idea of what you want to do, right? If that's go to the gym, then, you know, have your gym clothes ready to go, right? You've heard that before. I know that's not new. Uh, You know, have a book that you're going to read handy, whatever it is, right? You know, uh, I like to use a, an app called Headspace for meditation. So they'll, they'll take you through guided meditations. I mean, what's cool too is like some of the basic meditations in Headspace, they're like two or three minutes long. Super simple because a lot of people are like, man, I can't meditate for, you know, uh, you know, an hour or half hour. You don't have to meditate for a half hour. You can start with three minutes. So like a, there's there's other apps besides Headspace. Headspace is what I use. You can start with three-minute meditation, but have that stuff ready and prepared. Predetermine what your morning is going to look like. That's going to determine whether or not you actually follow through or do that. And look, it's it's too easy um, to get caught up into life. I mean, look, this is so important to to really predetermine this and 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 follow through on this because it's easy just to get into life and just live life every single day and not really think about intention and why we're doing things. And so, you know, I, I had this podcast that I did a while back. You hopefully heard that uh, about starting every day with with intention and integrity. 
And, you know, I think about purpose and intention. How do I, you know, how do I live my purpose, recognize my purpose, understand my purpose, but then live that intentionally every single day. And when I create the space to really think about that, then I can be intentional. But it's really easy to just get up and roll out of bed and live your life just like you did yesterday and the day before and the day before. And then wonder, man, why hasn't anything changed? But this is an opportunity for a pattern interrupt in your life. And I'm a big believer in interrupting patterns so that you can do new things. Because the the, the quickest way to continue to do or, or be the, the person that you were or that the things that you were doing is to just get up and just continue to do the same things. And that's what a lot of us do at times. And then we get frustrated by the results. But this is an opportunity for you to approach things differently and and really help yourself that way and, and increase you know your capacity, whether that be your mental capacity, your physical capacity, your spiritual capacity. You know what does it look like to really uh, do that? And just remember that look, there's going to be obstacles to things. You're going to have times like this. Literally happened to me yesterday. My dog um, got up. Wanted to go outside at like 3.45. My alarm was scheduled to go off at 4.30. But, I mean, I really feel like because he, because she woke me up so close to when I was going to wake up, I didn't sleep very well the last 45 minutes um, of my time, right? And that kind of stuff happens. Um, you know, I still, got, I still went to the gym, everything else. But, you know, there's going to be times where, you know, maybe you have a sick kid or something else. Um, you know, just... Keep in mind what you're trying to accomplish. Don't be hard on yourself if you don't follow through or execute at the level that you want to. But, you know, set aside the time. Think about how you want to execute it. And if that means you need to wake up a little earlier, wake up a little earlier. You may feel like you're going to die when you start doing that, but I promise you, you won't. And eventually you'll get used to it and you'll create the amount of sleep and everything else that you need to get up and do that so that you can kind of shift how you operate and how things work. But, you know, there are going to be obstacles that come. Um, and, you know, so don't don't uh, don't think that there won't be obstacles, right? Because to every good thing, right, Stephen Pressfield from the War of Art said that there's the resistance that uh, wants to keep us from doing good things. So here's my final thought with the Power Hour. Don't take my word for it. Try it for a couple of weeks. Be diligent about it. Start small. Do a power hour. Engage in certain disciplines that you know that are important to you that help put you in a good frame of mind. And then see what happens. I would love for you to take on that challenge. And I would love it even more if you went to NewworkRevolution.com and shared your thoughts on the show page about what happened when you really made that engagement and you followed through. I'll tell you what, it's made a huge difference in my own life, my own discipline, my own habits, my own behaviors. It's made a huge difference in uh, many clients that I've worked with, their lives and how they show up and what they do. And that allows us to all be better value creators, better people uh, for those around us. So do me a favor, give it a shot. This might just be the key for the 2019 or the year that you were looking for. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, We will talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.